I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hello everybody and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. I am joined by, oh, just the nicest man. Hi Melvin, thanks for coming back. Hi Vicky, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy because I'm talking to you. Um, did you wash your hands? Yeah, so much. Okay, good. Like, I've got a nice Joe Malone fancy hand wash and honestly, if you could smell them right now, you'd be like, that's a good smell in the hand. That's what you'd say. You are living life. Joe Malone, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, to pay me the big bucks for the podcast, son. <laughs> That's when you know you made it. <laughs> yeah, when you've got Joe Malone smellies and they're not just for sure. That's when you know I'm you're using fucking balling. I'm using very liquid. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's out of oh, control up here. It really is. Um, no, do you know what the, it is? Because my birthday and Christmas are so close together. Mm. So up until around March, I always act like William Large Penis. I've got nice candles, got nice perfume. <laughs> the rest of the air smell like a bag of shit. <laughs> 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 so we have right we've literally i just remembered we bumped into each other years ago in a nightclub in yeah. newcastle we were obviously filming geordie short and you were working for mtv i yes. mean for starters god we are getting on mate aren't we we are you know what it's, it's mad because i kind of i'm terrible with dates and so i can never kind of remember when you've done what but it took me a while to remember that because i do remember you guys like shooting in the club and you lot were like the biggest thing, like in Newcastle. So it was like, we were doing our thing. I can't remember what we were filming for, for MTV. But I just remember like loads of cameras and loads of lighting. And our director at the time told us about your show. And he was saying, you know, it's huge. You were like the, the UK version of The Hills at the time. And I just remember <laughs> thinking, seeing you guys. And, and I remember everyone was tanned and everyone was ripped. That's all I remember. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, the thing about your, your team, everyone was so cool and you knew how oh. to party, but that was yeah. years ago. I mean, it's so long ago now. So like 10 years ago, I think like I've, I've worked it out as, um, and yeah, I mean, you're being very kind when you say we're the version of the Hills. We were, <laughs> we were, a, little, <laughs> we're a little bit wilder than Heidi and Audrina, but, um, no, mate, like so in Newcastle, I think it was it, not, I don't, I'm trying to like choose me words carefully because obviously I'm super proud of where I'm from but you don't they don't make a lot of TV up there like that is literally right. the truth of it despite having like great expats like Cheryl Cole and Anton Deck like it's all done down south so the idea that something was being made up north um, and people it was easy access, easily accessible it was in nightclubs it was in bars you could see it I think it was um, it was a bit of a phenomenon and quite exciting for people but yeah we polarised people man I, people were either really excited to see we're like oh god or they were are just furious like who do they think they are <laughs> in our nightclubs taking up all that space giving us a bad reputation so when we saw your faces like very happy friendly faces like we recognized i think we were probably really grateful to be honest so what was it like for you back then because i do wonder like from you like what were you doing prior to that show and what was the jump like from from your normal kind of like job to being like this local superstar <laughs> 
Melvin, did you just pull the old switcheroo on me there? Am I on oh, your no, podcast no. now? No, no, no. I'm not getting paid, so you know it's not my podcast. <laughs> oh, do you know what, mate? Um, it was it was like such a mad, um, a crazy time and such a, a very weird transition. So I went from being like working in a call centre through the day, which I absolutely hated um, and just wasn't very good at, to and working in bars and nightclubs on the night time, to like basically being paid to party with a bunch of people that I didn't know. And on paper, that just sounds like really wild and really fun. And it was, it was like, I can't take that away. But the reality of it, like it, like everything, it comes with its downsides. Um, and like, there's a lot of big personalities in there. So ultimately a lot of arguments, a lot of alcohol, there's going to be a lot of like emotions flying. And I'm in my early twenties as well. So I'm essentially doing a lot of finding out about myself on telly for people to see and like i mean i wasn't the nicest drunk (laughs) which you know what (laughs) i would say you were probably you came across very well compared to others i would say that's Um, really nice so yeah you i think you kind of got off very lightly and you know a lot of the guys off, off of that show have what i really respect about you guys is you've worked out how to transition from reality TV to kind of becoming a brand yourselves, mm. which is not easy. And you know no. what? Reality TV <laughs> is not easy. I, me and Rick's did The Circle for Channel 4. I know. I wanted to ask you yeah. about that. Do you know I nearly did it as well, Melvin? <sighs> you know what? You should have done it. You should have done it. I wish I had now. And if I'd known you were going to be on it, I would have absolutely done it. But Well, no one a- knew who yeah. was going to be on the show. <laughs> that was the thing. But um, that is the closest thing that I've done to reality TV and for me it wasn't easy that little ounce of of time that we spent in front of the camera being ourselves mm-hmm. wasn't easy um so I you know I commend anyone who's done your show and Towie and the Valleys and all of those shows because I don't think it's easy to come up with content like that uh, about mm. yourselves like 24 7 it's not an, and I used to think it's the easiest job ever but it isn't so I've got a newfound respect for you Oh, bless you. I mean, we're hardly down the mines, so I will take it on the chin. But, like, I I do feel often quite proud of myself that I've managed to parlay something which was, God, we didn't know what we are getting ourselves into, you know what I mean, with Geordie Shaw, whatever. Was it just one series? Was, like, we're going to be internationally hated and that was it, we're going to get binned off and I'd be back in the call centre with my tail between my legs? Like, nobody knew. So it's nice that I managed to parlay that unknown situation into something with a bit of longevity. Like, here I am, 10 years later, I passed that seven years point, still getting on everyone's tits. So <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty pleased with myself without sounding smug. Smashed it. Oh, bless you. Right, I need to know about your love for music, mate, because it's obvious that you've got a bit of a passion. Yeah. What song do you put on to get people on the dance floor? Oh, wait, that is a question. Do you know what? <laughs> music to me is like having loads of, loads of kids, like having loads of your own children. It's impossible for me to pick one favourite at any time. It's all to do with my vibe and my mood at that current, at that current moment. Yeah. Like at the moment... It's subjective. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, at the moment... A tune, well, because there's been no clubs open at the moment, it's hard for me to pinpoint one true tune. But a tune that just gets everyone on the dance floor, without a doubt, is Robbie Ness' Show Me Love. Like, 
I just yeah. know it's always drop on the dance floor, especially like, I've got a friend called Charles and he used to work for Sony as uh, on their street team as a DJ. And his rule was, as long as the girls are happy, then the guys are happy, which means everyone's happy. So my, when I DJ, my aim is always to please the women in the venue. Um, that should just so be a goal for life, be, shouldn't it? That should be your goal for life, exactly. So like it's Robin S, it's like old school 90s R&B and hip hop. Yes, it's, it's It's those anthems that people just love to sing along to. If my, a tune I sometimes play at the end of a set is Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody. Love I just it. know that it will always it will always drop. So yeah, it's, there's too many tunes to to pick from. But like all the ones you've mentioned, like I'm grinning from year to year as I'm hearing you talk because they're just proper positive vibes, aren't they? Like they take you back to a time in your life, whether it's like your girls' holiday in Malia or whether it's like your, your, your sweet 16. They take you back to some time when you are just carefree and having the time of your life. And that's what you want to do on a night out, isn't it? Like I can't, yeah. I can't wrap my head around all this like hardcore, like really dance stuff where there's no words. I want to be singing as I'm dancing. Like, I know everybody's different, but if I'm meant to be having a good time, like, I've got to be belting along with it, I'm dancing. You know what, there is... <laughs> there are just, <laughs> there are some songs that just stand the test of time. Yeah. Um, and for me, those are, like, you know, real classics. But, you know, don't get me wrong, there's so much new music out there. You know, Camel Fat, you know, they're smashing it. You know, Ed Sheeran makes hits for fun. Calvin Harris makes... Like, Calvin Harris does not make bad music. There's so much amazing new music out there. Um, Bruno Mars, for me, is an absolute G. Um, oh, it's Drake. Too. I could just go on forever. There's just too many people just making great music now. But there is something in, like, playing a tune that everyone knows that gives you that kind of, like, a nostalgic feeling you, you can't beat that oh i can't wait on that moment like and i know this i know there's loads of things people are really excited for but that moment we all just get allowed out and we're in a club or we're in a bar and your song comes on and you've got a cocktail in your hand oh I can't you wait. know what vicky i i keep saying to everyone like although we're in the worst time ever which i've never seen in, in my time before when this is all over the partying that we're going to have is going to be immense. It's going to be... Can you imagine the first 10 parties after lockdown when everyone feels safe, when you're allowed to hug people again, when you're allowed to kiss a stranger again? It's just going to be immense because every now and then I go on my Instagram and I look at my friends in Australia and yeah. they're just living like the time of their lives. They're still partying. They're still out and about. They can, you know, it's pretty much normal. And I'm just like, I can't wait to have that that time again in the UK. It's going to be crazy. It's honestly like, so one of my mates is in Australia and I was on the phone with him the other day and he was like, honestly, it's, it's horrible out here. Like we're wearing masks and the restaurants is two metre distance between the tables. And I was like, it must be so hard for you. Like I was so <laughs> <laughs> I was, And he was like, they're talking about closing the beaches. I was like, right, you need to fucking stop this. Closing was, the beaches, <laughs> can you imagine? Your life is so hard, hon. Like, honestly, I was so angry. I thought, you just don't know you were born. I literally yeah. was like, oh, yeah. I can't wait. Oh, we can just go out and have some sense of normality. Like, I think the real crime of the last year and the real travesty has, that been, has been that WAP was brought out when we couldn't dance to it in a club. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go off, mate. It's going to go off. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I love how you say it. You say WAP instead of WAP. I say WAP. 
Oh, I mean, I just, I just was trying to not say wet ass pussy, but then I thought, well, everybody, everybody knows your brand from now on, Vic, so you may as well just embrace it. They, they know kidding? what they signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> there you are, I do exactly what it says on the tin, yeah. I mean, I, maybe it's an accent thing, or maybe I am seeing it wrong, because I have been... You might be right. Um, the only person no. that really knows is, you know, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. We need to ask them how you say it. They're on next week, mate, so I'll just ask them then. Perfect. <laughs> Oh, right, okay, that does bring me, I have to know, you mentioned Jimmy Fox, but I need to know who is the most famous person you've ever interviewed? Because you've got some big names under your belt, son, haven't you? That is that is a really interesting question because I think it is objective depending on the person asking me. The person for me personally would probably be Will Smith. Oh um, my God, he's so cool. He's so cool and he probably had like the biggest impact on me. Will Smith goes out of his way to be nice. When we interviewed oh. Will, we've met him about three times as well and he's always so cool. He'll, he'll remember your name, that's the first thing. No. And oh I remember we did a junket with him. So we did this interview in the daytime and then at night we was um, invited to go to the premiere of, I think it was Hancock. And I remember at the time I was dating a girl in the office and she was like this tall, like brunette girl. And I walked down the aisle of this cinema, sat at the front, Will Smith comes in with the whole cast. He's Everyone's screaming and cheering. Will's like, does anyone want to introduce the film with me? He, some little kid like waves his hand. Oh. This little kid comes up and goes, I want to introduce Will Smith's Hancock. Everyone cheers. And as Will Smith walks out the cinema, he remembers me from the interview that morning. He walks up to me, goes, what's up, Mel? Gives me the handshake, shakes my hand, then walks out. Everyone's looking at me like, how do you know Will Smith? I'm like, don't worry. Me and Big Will are like this. Like... And I was just like, he made me feel so important at that time. And that's what he's like all the time. Like, oh. I remember another junket, he walked in and all the journalists, all the presenters were in the room. And he's like, hi, guys, thank you so much for coming. I can't wait to see you all. And he'll like, remember Steve Jones. He'll be like, hey, Steve, I'll see you in a bit. Like, he just remembers everything and he makes you feel so special. And I love that about him. And so, yeah, Will Smith is probably, like, the biggest one for me. Mate, like, that is mega. That is absolutely mega. Like, not only, like, I'm just, like, he's pretty much most people's hero, isn't he? Like, he just seems so genuine and likeable and nice. But uh, it's his vibe, isn't it? Like, to make, to have the capacity to make somebody feel like that and know you can not only make someone's day, but pretty much make their whole life. And, like, a lot of people, like... I don't know. I don't know if they take that responsibility seriously, but it sounds as though he is, he he does, and he oh, he just does everything he can to make the people around him feel special and comfortable. Like what a fella, what a fella. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I think some people just. I mean, some people know they don't have to do that. It's just the fact that he, you know, and he doesn't have to do that. But I think that's part of what makes him happy. I think he enjoys making people happy in whatever capacity that may be. And you know what? I've got about three Will Smith stories, which I won't go into now, but every one of them um, means, you know, so much to me. And, and it just makes me like him even more. Do you know what? Well, you can tell me them when we are listening to WAP in a club with cocktails, <laughs> yeah. with, with bonds. Tell me them then. You'll, I'll be so buzzing. Oh, God, I can't wait for them. <laughs> can't wait for those days. So it, in, it, in your life, it's not all like meeting celebs and doing fancy shows. You're also like, oh, my God, you you just keep getting better and better, don't you? You're a celebrity ambassador for the Prince's Trust charity, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, we were for a really, really long time. So, you know, we were lucky enough to meet people like Prince Charles. Uh, we've hosted events for them and stuff like that. And... 
been to Buckingham Palace and done stuff uh, for Edinburgh and stuff like that. You know what's mad there is like you can't take no pictures inside the building. Which, and you'd want to take a picture when you yeah. get in Buckingham Palace because you, you know, you've never been there before. But it's having the honour to do something like that, especially like I was obsessed with The Crown when it came out. And, yeah, me too. Um, so, so obsessed. You Are you up to date? Yeah, yeah, I've watched everything. I've watched it all. Good lad, it's, good lad. it's a sick show. Yeah, um, so, good. so yeah, there's so much heritage and so much history there. So um, it's an honour to be part of that. And actually, they've, they've done some truly amazing things for young people. So mm. uh, that's really, really cool. So is it, is it super important for you to help young adults find their passion in life? You know what? Um, yeah, that's... Do you know what it is, if I'm honest with you, is before I got into like presenting and stuff, it was so hard for me. Um, when I came out of university, I was just like, I didn't know like where to start or where to go. And um, I remember when I had got my degree, I was just like, where, who do you go to? And I remember going to a radio station and they were like, you've had no work experience and we don't know who you <laughs> are. And I just felt so lost. And I was like, yeah. all I want to do is be a presenter. And I was like, I don't know how, how that, that happens. And that feeling has stayed with me forever. So whenever I meet someone who, like a young person who asks me a question or they feel lost or they don't know where to start, it reminds me of how I felt back then. And so I always, if I can, if I've got the time, I always like try and support young people. You know, I've been to schools and colleges. I've been to my university and done talks and stuff like that. Just because, yeah, yeah. I've gone to my university a few times and just like gone, this is how I got into it. And if you want to ask me any questions, just ask me any questions. And weirdly enough, my old school teacher, his son now wants to get into media. So sometimes he'll message me on, on, um, on WhatsApp and be like, Melv, like I want to do this. And, and yeah, do you mean, if I can encourage anyone, because for me, sometimes it's just, hearing someone tell you that I was lost at a point yeah. and I just kept going and I got there eventually, it can change your whole mindset. Um, so yeah, young people, I think, people don't invest in enough time in young people and they're our future, man. If, you don't, if you're not helping young people, then we're going to be lost in a few years' time. So yeah, anything that I can do, I do it. I've done, I work for another charity called Raise the Sunshine and um, they essentially kind of provide wishes for, for kids who um, are like a really, really ill. So yeah, anything with young people, I've got their back. You are just a regular ray of sunshine, Melvin. I fucking love you, man. Honestly, <laughs> so you. nice. It's, it, is, it is true though. Like I know I left uni um, and did a degree in drama, media and cultural studies. My thought process behind it, like I knew I wasn't going to be, I knew I wasn't going to be inundated with job offers with such a vocational degree. But um, <laughs> I did kind of like, I just did something on my mum's advice. She said, oh, do something you'll enjoy because if you don't enjoy it, you won't go and then you'll have no degree, no matter how, like, you know what I mean? So I says, right, okay. So I picked something I liked and I loved me course. Um, but I come out and, like, I just assumed it was going to be, like, Hollyoaks, Melvin, like, you know, and they're, they're sitting in the, 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 the finish uni and they're sitting in the dog in the pond and some fella just comes over and goes, you're exactly who we've been looking for. <laughs> like, I just thought that was going to happen and I was going to get handed this, like, six-figure job and I, I would be like, yes. Like, I just thought it was going to be so great and... 
actually like it it's not like that at all the realization is i think in my year in particular there was something like 300,000 graduates for 30,000 graduate jobs and i did like i felt lost i felt failed i felt like nobody had prepared us for this situation i was in like i'd done all the i'd done everything i was meant to do me passed me exams got me degree and i was still fucking jobless and lost yeah. and like i think that's a super responsible thing you do to t- like to to say that god like i was there as well and i've been lost and look where i am now so well done you big virtual pat on the back mel you know what and you as well and that's the thing i think a lot of us are we're scared to talk about the times where we did struggle but those are that's what that's kind of those stories that help people because you know people who are trying to get to where you are right now they're at that struggle struggling stage do you know what I mean so they need to yeah. hear that story to to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and oh. i can't remember who it was but was i remember it going instagram? to instagram probably instagram probably instagram <laughs> But they, um, there was an interview with Jay-Z and they asked him, like, why do you think you made it? Is it, because, is it because you're a great rapper? Is it because, you know, you've got a great mind for business? You know how to manage your money? And he was just like, apparently he was like, it's just because I just kept going. Like, I didn't stop. And there are so many people out there who, you know, have as much talent as you, but they, they're going to stop halfway because they've given up. They can't, you know, they can't see the end goal. But if you just keep going, you might just make it. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, again, one. I'm just going to say, I read somewhere. <laughs> here we go, here we go. For the last so many spread. books in your house. <laughs> Honestly, mate, look, I have actually got a very nice little library look. Oh, wow. I know, right? And did you see my vision board too? Let me see. Look. That is, is that your vision board? That's my vision board. I've done something very creepy. I, um, I've decided I quite want to do Strictly, so I cut out my head and stuck it on Gemma Atkinson's body. Look. <laughs> you know what, Vicky? You could do Strictly easy, you know. <laughs> oh, they I'm would honest. love you on Strictly. Me, I've got like two left feet. I would not be a, a, a good pull for them. I think I'd Vicky, be a joke. I did Strictly and yeah, I can't... You've got such good rhythm, mate. You no, 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 no. Do you know what it is? That show isn't about the best dancer. It's yeah. about, it's, and I hate saying it because everyone says it, it's about the journey. And, <laughs> and you, you have just got so much personality and also you work really, really hard. And that's all the audience want to see. Listen, if you want to hook up for Strictly, I'll put someone in touch with you. <laughs> yeah, I think you tell, could do Don't tell them about the Gemma Atkinson, Vicky Patterson hybrid on me wall. No, I'm going to tell them. That will, that will get no. you the job. That will get you the job. So creepy, Gemma. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You could do oh. it easy. Gemma, <laughs> Gemma was amazing though on that show. It, I'd basically have mostly put her up because now every time I'm doing a podcast, I get a perv at her legs. She's fucking <laughs> lush, isn't she? Yeah, she Absolutely. goes hard in the gym. Her and Gorka are like the best couple. So they honestly just damn, I love them. I have a bit of they're a bit of like couple goals for me. I think those yeah, two. Lovely. Mm. Right before I let you go, mate, because I know you're super busy. I want to know what the future holds for you. I've heard there's rumours of a podcast. <gasps> We will be seeing the Melvin podcast soon. Yes, you know what? Yes. I am. I don't want to say too much because it hasn't been green lit yet. And I'm, you know what? I'm not a talker. I always prefer people to just see me doing what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I am planning a podcast. I would like you to be on it if yes, that's yes. okay. Oh my god, absolutely! Like a thousand times. Yes. And you, you're gonna love it. It's, it's just you know what? It's a lot of fun, and it's again, it's sharing stories, and I, I think you'll be sick. I think you'll have so many. <laughs> Um, but I can't say too much about that. We're okay. obviously still loving it at Radio One. Uh, myself, Rix and Charlie. 
uh, Mondays to Thursdays in the evening. And just more, more of the same, like the TV mm. stuff's been going well. We hosted a show last year with Anna Maynard, who's Connor Maynard's sister for CBBC. Right. And it's called Got What It Takes. And it's like a singing competition for kids. And I had so much fun with it. And that should be out later this year. So that, yeah, more oh, of the same. I've, I've been lucky. I've been blessed that I, you know, I do what I love. So I'm not going to be like, I want to do this and I want to do that because I'm already doing what I love. But yeah, there's, there's things in the pipeline and you have to be in the podcast whether you like it or not. Oh, babe, I'll be all over it. And I promise I'll press record on this one, I swear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here are Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. We like our wonderful guests to divulge a couple of pearls of wisdom for our lovely listeners, just so they feel like, as long as they've had a, they've had a laugh, but they've also, they've left with a bit of a nice takeaway. And talking to you today, it's so obvious that you are so positive, so kind, just believe in like good vibrations. So I want to know what your secret to keeping it good vibes is. My number one is failure to prepare is preparation for failure. Nice. And uh, that just comes from like my work ethic. Like I sometimes over prepare just because I like to know what's going on. Cause, and if I know what's going on, then I feel really, really comfortable. And I remember years ago, going back to one of my heroes, Dermot O'Leary, we interviewed him and he was talking about the NTAs. And I was like, Dermot, do you ever get nervous doing that? And he's like, if I'm prepared, I'm excited. And if I'm not, then I'm nervous. And I just remember that. I just remember that Very sticking in my head. And I just, I just loved that, that whole idea is if you prepare for stuff, then you kind of like know where you're going. And if you know where you're going, then you can just chillax and enjoy. <laughs> so that's, that's one of my personal rules. Uh, another one is sometimes, and it sounds mean, this one, but it's, I say this in the nicest way possible, is you have to look out for yourself. Yeah. And I think people like your, like the thing about you is you're a lovely person. I've got a friend called Russell. He's amazing. My sister, again, she's really, really beautiful and wonderful. But sometimes you look out for other people so much that is to the detriment of your own self. And I think sometimes you have to look out for you first. You have to protect you first. And then you can care about everyone else. Because if you're not in a good place, then it's just going to be messy. And you should never do something to the detriment of yourself. So, yeah, look out for, your, for yourself. Um, you can't pour from an empty cup, son. Yes. That's what they say. Yes. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I think the last one is, I think especially now, is just appreciate. Just appreciate your achievements and what mm. you do. You know, so many of my mates go, Melvin, you're smashing it and, you know, you're doing this and you've got this place and whatever, you're driving that. And I'm like, but yeah, you're married and you've got some amazing kids who, yeah. who listen to you and they, you know, they make us laugh when they're around. And sometimes we forget our own achievements. Do you our mean? own like, blessings. Our own blessings. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I think you have to remember what you've done. And I do it sometimes. My yeah. sister will call me up and be like, Melv, you were doing this, this and this and... Everyone likes what you do here and we still, you know, people are liking this picture on Instagram. All those little things, that's, you know, something to appreciate. All these little things we forget about. So, yeah, appreciate your achievements is the last one. That's so important because, honestly, I learned before this, like, lockdown, before the pandemic, that I was going through life so fast, right, man? Like, I was just, like, ticking things off a bucket list, you know what mm. I mean? Buy a house, like do this job and get that contract and blah, 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 blah. And I wasn't even taking a second to sit and think like, God, like this was the girl who couldn't afford, like who had a one pound dress from Miss Selfridge and wore it off her mm. back like 10 years ago. Like I wasn't, 
being grateful for the things that were coming my way because I was so desperate to just have the next one. So yeah, I think, and since like, since this last year and a half, last 12 months, I've really learned to stop and take stock and be like, appreciate the things that come my way and just be grateful and smell the roses a little bit. And I've never been happier. Never been yeah. happier. And you should, Matt, you, you have smashed it. Do you oh, mean? And, and like I say, <laughs> I, I'm always happy when nice people do well. I, I'm so happy when nice people do well. Like me it, too. it makes me happy. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if you ever see a like from me on Instagram, it's because I'm celebrating your successes. Even if it's a little like, I'm still celebrating you. Do you know what I mean in my own little way? Um, so do you mean what, I, I'm, when you said like, or when your producer said Melvin, um, I want you to be on on Vicky's podcast. I was that's an honor for me because you've got a massive following and people love what you do. So to be part of that is a big deal for me so thank you well it meant the world was when you said yes I'll never forget that kindness you extended well I'm not doing nothing else Fitz come on what was I going to do sit at home watching loose women come on (laughs) I know we're all embarrassingly flexible at the moment so so don't worry about that but listen thank you so much you've been a great guest I love you so much and I can't wait to return the favour mate definitely definitely can't wait to speak to you again have a nice day thank you Oh, guys, that was Melvin O'Doom. And I know I must be starting to sound a little bit like a broken record now, but, like, wasn't he just lush? Such a lovely man. And I totally echo his sentiments. Like, sometimes in this industry, sometimes even in life, you spot someone doing really well and you just think, you deserve that. You deserve every ounce of your success and he is one of those people. If you are loving listening to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2, I have now developed, I'm trying to say this without sounding smug and it's just not going to be possible, I've developed a a large catalogue of podcasts over the last year for your listening pleasure. So if you've missed an episode, make sure you go back and catch up with it. We've just had such wonderful guests and yes, I know it is largely in part due to everybody's embarrassingly flexible schedules due to COVID, but I'm going to take it. I'm not complaining. (laughs) If if you are loving them, please let us know. You can email me, vickypattersonpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll love hearing from you. So tell your mates about it, leave reviews, do all of the podcasty things, because yeah, I'm having a really nice time. Take care, everybody.